0: What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Wyman Podcast. Thank you for listening, whether you're listening on the Anchor app, which I record every episode on, or on Spotify. I'm also available on Google Play, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Um, I've also been posting my episodes on YouTube, which they're not videos or anything. It's just my regular um, audio of the, of the episodes. You can also listen on that on the uh, YouTube there. Um, but no matter how you're taking any of my content in, I do appreciate it, and I do thank you. Um, today we're gonna go into the NBA draft lottery, which happened last night. I'm recording this on Wednesday, so it happened on Tuesday night, and quite a lot of news, a lot of storylines coming out of this draft lot, draft lottery, um, just because of just a lot of unexpected teams getting a lot of unexpected spots and the draft lottery placed on the teams with the worst record get uh the most ping pong balls they you know they put all the ping pong balls in the thing and you know allegedly spin it around and roll it around and then pick you know the team the team's ball out of the out of the, uh thing they use so the top 3 teams were uh the Knicks, the Suns and the Hawks and they both, you know, all three of them had 14% chance um, to get either a number one pick or at least a top three pick. And then, you know, it goes down from there to, te- you know, uh, 10%. I know, I think the Hawks had like 8%. Well, the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans had 6% chance of getting the number one pick. And they got the number one pick six uh, off a 6% chance. New Orleans, um, a lot of a lot of uh, storylines, obviously around New Orleans, but during the season with the whole um, LeBron uh, Anthony Davis saga, you know they're trying to trade for Anthony Davis. Allegedly, you know the Lakers offered the whole team and a bunch of draft picks and all this and that, and the Pelicans turned it down. They kept Anthony Davis all year, um, sat him um, or played him, you know, basically half the game, played him like fifteen twenty minutes a game. So they kind of, um they they were kind of always in the storylines this year from from the beginning of the year. But now when they get this first overall pick, now it makes it interesting because they still have Anthony Davis on their contract. So now I don't know if they want to keep that pick or if they want to keep AD. Maybe they could trade back and get something else. There were rumors of um I mean they were entertaining offers from everybody the 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 first big rumor the big obvious thing was the Lakers now the Lakers came in Lakers weren't a a terrible team this year I think the Lakers came in as like uh percentage wise they were in like number tenth or tenth or eleventh to like get the first overall pick, and the Lakers ended up with the fourth pick so now the Pelicans and the Lakers have already had this you know history with uh trading for anthony davis the the big thing was they didn't have enough assets they didn't the pelicans didn't feel like anthony davis was worth um you know lonzo ball or kuzma or brandon ingram or really anything that the lakers had to offer but now when uh now all of a sudden the lakers have this fourth overall pick so now maybe if you're the pelicans uh maybe you could get the that fourth overall pick from the lakers plus uh Alonzo Ball or a Kuzma. I don't know if the Lakers would give up Brandon Ingram or all three of them and the pick. Now that now that the Lakers' pick is so high, um, if I was Lakers, I, w- I would just do two and the pick um, because I I wouldn't give them three and a pick because then you have you really have nothing left. You have to at least hold on. In my opinion, you have to at least hold on to um, Lonzo or Brandon Ingram. I don't think if you get Anthony Davis, I don't think Kuzma really fits with you know LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kuzma. I don't think that would really fit. I think Kuzma definitely has to go, um, but I would really try to hold on to Lonzo. And I think I don't think the Pelicans would mind that because Lonzo's um, a little bit injury prone. He's coming off. He's been hurt. He's he sat out. He missed the last I want to say two or three months of the season. He just sat out. He missed you know to some injury. He missed uh, games his rookie year due to injury. So I think if I'm the Pelicans, I take um, the Lakers' fourth overall pick, and you do uh, Kuzma and Ingram. I think those are the best two. I mean, you got to give up, you know, Lakers, you have to give up something. Now, if I'm the Lakers, I want to get rid of Alonzo, and I want to get rid of Kuzma. I I think Brandon Ingram's the best out of three. But I mean you're gonna have to give up some I mean you're getting Anthony Davis back in return. So I think um if the Pelicans wanna do that, they could uh go with the Lakers. The big thing here is with that is I think I think LeBron actually is better off and the LeBron and the Lakers are better off now because the Pelicans ended up firing their GM over that whole um um mishandled trade before the trade deadline in february they they uh, fired their old gm and now they brought in david griffin well david griffin was the old gm with cleveland you know that won that title with lebron and they've had a really good relationship that it it seems like from what i've read and what i've heard it seems like david griffin and lebron really um you know that that's the best GM that LeBron has has been with. You know, relationship wise. Um, obviously, he didn't get along with the owner Dan Gilbert in Cleveland, but he did uh, really get along with David Griffin. You know, while they were in Cleveland, I think that's one of the main reasons why LeBron uh, went back and stayed, is, was because of David Griffin. I don't think he would have went back if it was just Dan Gilbert and some other GM he didn't get along with. So I think that David Griffin might help LeBron. He might be more lenient towards LeBron. But um that's if they want to trade with the Lakers. I think they also have a, a shot. I don't think they're gonna trade with Memphis. Memphis has a second overall pick. I think Memphis is gonna keep their pick. I mean they need they need the players. They're probably gonna draft uh John Morant. They um you know, the, the Memphis needs players. But New Orleans could also trade with the Knicks. The Knicks, who were, like I said, they were one of those top three teams, 14% chance to get the first overall pick. They ended up falling back to the three spot. Now, it's not terrible for the Knicks. Um, a three spot still a good uh, a good um, spot in this draft. I think that once you pass those top three players, the Zion, John Morant, and then R.J. Barrett, I think it really drops off after that three spots so the Knicks just made the cut in my opinion but if they wanted to I there were rumors of the Pelicans wanting to trade with New York because R.J. Barrett should still be available at three because I don't think I think Memphis is going to take John Morant so I think the Pelicans were uh rumored to have wanting to have uh trade Anthony Davis to the Knicks who have the third pick, and then they would want to pair up. They would take – the Pelicans would take Zion first overall and then R.J. Barrett third overall, and then they would want to have Zion and R.J. Barrett paired it, uh, together again. Like, obviously, they were in Duke last year. And they went on that uh, deep tournament run. So that that's another option. Um, and if I'm the Knicks, I do that in a heartbeat because if you want to get um, you – you're already doing – you're already supposedly getting Kevin Durant if you're the Knicks. It's like that's what everybody says, that's what everybody here. Now Kevin Durant could always change his mind. I don't know if the Warriors are gonna win a title without him or with him. He he missed game one and they've handled Portland pretty good last night. I think they won by like twenty five or thirty. They they beat Portland really good without um without Kevin Durant. So I think Kevin Durant's kinda on the move. But I think he will be a Nick. But you know, a guy like Kevin Durant could always change his mind. But if you're the Knicks, you have. Um, if you make that trade, then that that just um, enhances KD. Because if you don't make that trade, and yeah, you get RJ Barrett. He's a shooter, but you know, at, at this point in Kevin Durant's career, he's gonna go from playing with Steph and Clay and Draymond and DeMarcus Cousins and Steve Kerr, coach, to going to play with. You know, a rookie in R.J. Barrett, which is kind of, it could kind of turn KD off. I mean, unless they obviously, you know, they have spots, uh, two spots for for max free agents. So obviously they could still get another veteran free agent they could sign. But if you're the Knicks and you could trade uh, the third pick for Anthony Davis, then you still have those two slots. You could get Kevin Durant, and then you could really go after a point guard if you want to go after uh, Kyrie or Kemba Walker. That would be, you know, that would be huge. That that would be that's bigger than Zion, if you ask me. That's bigger than Zion. If you could get uh, you know, Kevin Durant, who's arguably the best player in the world, a two-time uh Finals MVP, reigning Finals MVP. He he could still win it this year. He he should be back for the finals. And you know, you got Anthony Davis. And then you got a guy like Kyrie or Kemba, you know, walk in and play point guard. I mean, that, that'll be huge for the Knicks. That, that's New York basketball. They'll be back, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals, if not in the, in the NBA Finals. So, you know, this whole thing with, I've seen an article that said directionless Knicks. Well, first of all, they're getting, you know, as it stands right now, they're getting Kevin Durant. Whoever has Kevin Durant isn't directionless. All right, let me tell you that. He's, he's arguably the best player in the world. He creates his own shot. He's seven feet tall. He can't block a shot. He doesn't miss. You know, he doesn't um, get, you know, in stupid foul trouble. I mean, he does mouth off to the refs, and he has those moments. But, you know, he he's not he's not going to hurt your team. He's never going to cost your team games or cost your team, you know, a win or two. If If you have Kevin Durant, you're not a directionless team. And even if they don't get Kevin Durant, even if they don't get Kevin Durant they still have the third pick to play with so say if you you know if you hold your pick if maybe the pelicans want to deal LA LA has more to offer the lakers have more players to offer and Knicks don't have any players to offer they i mean they were the worst team in the league last year for a reason they had that pick to offer so i mean if they would just do if you know the, the better trades with the lakers if you ask me cuz he's only taking the fourth pick it's only one spot back and you're getting, you know, at least two or more players from the Lakers. So, from from the Knicks, you know, plus the player you draft at four from the Lakers. The Knicks, all you're really getting, is you're just trading Anthony Davis for R.J. Barrett. Really. I mean, unless the Knicks throw somebody in. I don't know, Kevin Knox. I don't know. Kevin Knox is a nice player. But, I mean, I think the Lakers have, have the better package now. And I wasn't saying that yesterday. You know, not... Not before last night, the way it was looking for the Lakers. So that's, you know, that's a really dramatic change for the Lakers to get that fourth pick. Um, on to the Lakers. I don't, I I think the Lakers do have to make a trade. Because not only is LeBron entering his 17th year, but LeBron does not. I don't want to say he doesn't like to play with kids but he's not entering his 17th year. He's winning titles. He doesn't have time to sit here and, you know, wait for a guy to mature two or three more years, wait to a guy to find his game, to find his jumper, to find the, the, the stamina to play in the 82-game uh, season plus the playoffs, which, you know, LeBron's usually in. So he's, you know, he's usually playing 90 to 100, over 100 games a year if you're on a team with LeBron with a regular season plus the playoffs. So he can't have, he can't have a guy coming in the 17th year, coming off the the growing injury that he did. Now he's got to sit here. He's already waiting for these other kids to to mature. He's still waiting on Lonzo and Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram. You know, and, you know we saw him. We saw what that got him last year. He has LeBron has to play with veterans. He has to play with shooters. He has to play with shooters. So if you're the Lakers and you could pull off that AD trade. That would clear the roster spots. That would clear the cat, and I would go after, um, Clay Thompson. I would push really hard for Clay Thompson, or obviously, Kawhi. But I don't know. I I don't know. I still don't know if Ka- if Kawhi is leaving Toronto after um, after the run they're on, especially if they beat the Bucks and go to the finals. I don't know. Kawhi just seems like he's liking Toronto, you know, more and more by the by the game that they win. But even if I mean you can't get Kawhi. You go after a, a Jimmy Butler. Go after Kyrie. Go after Kemba. Kemba. I don't really like Kemba. Kemba's like my third or fourth option. But my my number one option for LeBron would be Clay. If you have Anthony Davis down low. If you have LeBron, you know, driving shooting mid ranges, LeBron could shoot the three, and then you have Clay, you know, shooting threes, and you could keep Lonzo because the Pelicans. I don't think the Pelicans really want Lonzo. You could keep Lonzo at a point guard. That's starting four. That that's a deep team. That's that's a big team in the West, assuming Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks, so he'll be in the East. So now you have, you know, Lonzo, Clay, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. That that's a pretty good damn team. That's I think they'll be the number two or three seed in the West. If they, you know, if they all stay healthy and that all comes down. But that's what I would try to do. And then if, uh, you know, you never know what Kyrie's going to do. Kyrie's saying Knicks, he's saying Kevin Durant's his best friend, this and that. But, you know, you never know if Kyrie wants to join back up. If you could get Kyrie back to play point guard. Man, then you have Kyrie, uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis. And that that might be even better than the Clay thing. But, you know, that's assuming Clay wants to leave. But man you know if you're the lakers you have a lot of options now with this fourth overall pick but the first thing the most important thing is to just get anthony davis in staples center as a laker you have to do that because then once you do that then you'll be able to you know then maybe jimmy Butler say hey well damn now they got lebron in ad so if lebron gets hurt or whatever well shit we still got ad or if something happens with AD, well, shit, we still got Bron. we'll You know, we'll be all right. Now if you go there, it's like... Now if you're looking at it, it's like, damn, you know, if LeBron goes down, they're a 21-team. They're a 31-team. Like, you know, just like it was last year. So that's why you don't want to put yourself in that position if you're Jimmy Butler or Kemba Walker or even Kyrie. No matter how much Kyrie loves, uh, loves LeBron and all that, you know, all the history they have, good and bad, you know. So, um, I don't think... I don't think the Pelicans um, could really turn down an offer from the Lakers. I don't know who else would really offer anything for Anthony Davis. The Celtics have the players, but they don't have the pick. I mean, what are they, the the 10th pick or the 12th pick? I didn't even see him in the top eight. So, I mean, they don't really have any any players, I mean, um, any picks to offer. The Lakers have fourth pick now and the players. So, shit, I mean, the Lakers have the best offer, you know, the, the best stuff on the table, if you ask me. So hopefully that gets done, because I really do want to see that. I've been wanting to see it since last year, but... but that Obviously, all that stuff fell through. But, um... I also wanted to say about the Pelicans, that they're not going to trade the first overall pick. I've seen some guys saying that the... You know, why, why would you do that? I mean, who are you going to trade it for? I mean, who are you, gonna, you You're trying to keep... Now, the GM... uh david griffin now also said that he could see anthony davis staying which is kind of you know kind of goes against him and lebron's friendship because obviously you know getting rid of ad would help lebron but keeping ad wouldn't kind of ruin lebron honestly unless they get a big free agent or something but they get um you know, why, why would they trade that first overall pick? You got, you got a 6% chance of hitting the lottery, and that's what they did. They literally, they hit the lottery, you know, the Zion lottery, as it's being called. The only problem I have this is if AD stays a Pelican, I don't know if I draft Zion first. I don't know if I have him, because if, cause if you have Anthony Davis staying there, so you already have your big guy down low you already have Julius Randle who's improved a whole bunch power forward they got from the Lakers he's he's like made leaps and bounds he's like a new player and you have Holiday a point guard so if i'm looking at the Pelicans why would i draft Zion who's i don't think Zion and Anthony Davis and Randle they're they're kind of all the same player they're kind of like mid-range guys you know slam dunkers driving the lane you know you need somebody you need shooters you need somebody out on the perimeter. You can't have, you know, three guys trying to dunk the ball. It's not that's not how you win in the NBA anymore. Or even college. Really, sometimes. Sometimes a team you run into a buzzsaw a team shooting threes left and right and you know, you you'll get your doors blown off. I mean it's just math. If I if I'm making threes and the other guys making twos, eventually it's gonna add up. I'm you know, the game's over. You see it with the Warriors all the time. They'll be down by six. And then you look up and the Warriors are up by they're up by eleven and it's like, how the fuck did that happen in three minutes? Well i mean it's math. You gotta you gotta have shooters, especially around a... you already have your inside force with Anthony Davis and Randall's a good second option. You don't need Zion down there it's gonna it's too much. You can't right now from what I see, Zion can't shoot to three. So I mean are you gonna put Zion down low at six foot seven? In the NBA, that's not tall. That's big when you're playing Syracuse or you're playing, you know, Moorhead State on a Tuesday night. That, you know, yeah, you're, that's pretty big, 6'7", 280. But in the NBA, that's like, you know, Clay Thompson's 6'7". He's a shooting guard. He's a two. He's a two guard. You know? He, he's not that big for the NBA. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Put him down low? No, you're not, because there's guys that are seven feet tall in the NBA. They're five, six inches taller than them. Well, you can't put them on a three line, because as of right now, from what I see, you can't fucking shoot a three. So, I mean, what if you're the Pelicans, what are you going to do? Now, I could see how you could fit in on other teams like the Knicks. You could fit in. You know, the guy. You know, if you need a guy that drives the lane, you know, creates, uh, you know, gets teams in foul trouble, creates dunks and layups and, you know, an inside presence, sure but he can't he's not going to be able to sit there and drive the lane when you have 6 foot 10 Anthony Davis already down there, you know, posting a guy up. It's just they're going to be button heads running into each other. So right there, I found the Pelicans. Either maybe maybe I could see what they get for the number 1 pick, but I think you're going to um you know, I don't think anybody has much to offer like I said Memphis and the Knicks don't have players to offer you. So even like if you wanted to swap, it would just be pointless too. I think if I'm the Pelicans, I take R. J. Barrett from Duke, the other Duke player, the second best Duke player. There's three of them in this draft, okay? And 'cause you already got you, I w- I would say John Morant, but you already have uh, a point guard who plays good. So I think him and Holiday would get in their way. But if you have R. J. Barrett able to play the two, that's a nice, good shooter. He, you know he'll he'll create space. He's not going to be button heads with Anthony Davis and Randall. And you know then maybe you know Ja goes to Memphis, and then maybe the Knicks get their guy. Maybe the Knicks get Zion at three. You know there was a rumor that Zion didn't want to, You know he wanted to go to New York. Well, you know it's it's the lottery. You're you're playing the lottery as much as the teams are when you're a player. You really are. Now Zion going to pull an Eli? And say, listen, I'm not going to New Orleans. You could draft me. I'm not. I'm not going. Maybe. Maybe then. They'll, maybe then they'll be forced to just swap picks with the Knicks and and say, you know, you know, fuck it. We'll take R.J. Barrett and the Knicks could have Zion. Maybe they end up with R.J. Barrett anyway. But if I'm first overall, I, you know, he does, he doesn't fit. If you keep if you're keeping Anthony Davis and you're not trading Anthony Davis, he doesn't fit. He he's not. Um, he's not a shooter, which you need, what you need in this league. And he doesn't want to play there. He, it, it's come kind out. Of, I mean, there's a video up. He looks kind of like, like someone stole his lunch money or something when they, you know, when the Pelicans got the first pick, you know, and then of course the story comes out that he, you know, he wanted to go to New York. He wants to play in New York. You don't go to Duke to, uh, to go and play for New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, you don't. You know, We've we've already seen this. We've already seen this. Uh, what is it? We've we've already seen this episode. It, it was called the Anthony Davis episode, and you know Anthony Davis has wanted out. Six years, seven years in, they didn't get any players. They didn't. They didn't do nothing. They just said, "Oh, we got Anthony Davis. Go go ahead." They didn't win nothing. So now Anthony Davis wants out. And, you know now they get to redo it with Zion, I guess, for the next six or seven years. I don't know. But I don't think – I don't see Zion pulling an Eli Manning and, like, forcing his way out. He just doesn't seem like that type of kid. But, you know, sometimes sometimes you got to do what's best for your career, and I think him in New York is better. Him in New York with Kevin Durant and, you know, somebody else, maybe a Kyrie or Kemba or Jimmy Butler, whoever ends up going there, you know, is way better than being in New Orleans with, you know, Pat – probably not even have, uh, you know, 40% of the Knicks fan base and 30% of the media attention and, you know, no players. Anthony Davis don't want to play there if they don't trade Anthony Davis. You know, Anthony Davis, so you're going to have Anthony Davis who doesn't want to be there, said he wanted out in February, and then you're going to have Zion who said he wanted to go to New York. You're going to have those two, you know, those are going to be your building blocks of the franchise. Okay. All right, Pelicans. Found the Pelicans, trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers, get your players, um, you know, get your Kuzma, your Ingram, get whoever, you you know, whoever they give you, maybe Lonzo. I don't think they'll give you Lonzo, but you don't need Lonzo. You have Holiday. You don't really need a point card. I'd take Kuzma and Ingram, that fourth overall pick, and I'd swap picks with the Knicks. Or I wouldn't even swap picks with the Knicks. I'd just say, fuck it, and take R.J. Barrett first overall. And then you have your shooters, you have Kuzma, you have Ingram, you got rid of Anthony Davis, who doesn't want to be there. You don't have to worry about Zion, who who already said he doesn't want to be there, and you could tell he didn't want to be there by the video. That's all over the internet. And that's it. You move on from there with three solid players. I think R.J. Barrett's going to be a good player. You know, Kuzma and Ingram are going to be good players. It's just that there's so much pressure on them right now that they don't, they don't have time to to evolve and mature and all that stuff. With you know under LeBron and LeBron's seventeenth year, LeBron's ready to win title. He's not ready to wait for these guys to build their stamina and their uh, you know skills. He don't have time for that. He doesn't. The Pelicans do. So the Pelicans get those guys. And um, I think that's I think that's what they do. And that's a lot of stuff. I know I got like the whole league switching up, but. You know, I just I just think when when you get when you got a guy that don't want to play there, you got to get rid of him. You have to. Now, I mean, they already held on to him too long, in my opinion. But now they held on to him. Now, I mean, if they don't take the fourth overall pick and two or three players, I mean, then they just they they just I don't know. They're just stubborn. They're just gonna let him walk, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else they want. They already got the first overall pick. Lakers are gonna offer you the fourth overall pick and two players. I mean, what else could you want? Uh, I mean that's it it ain't getting any better than that but that's it we'll see what happens I um I am very interested and if Zion actually does pull the move of I'm not going there I'm not playing there or if they just straight up take RJ Barron and say fuck it fuck you know you don't want to be here we'll take RJ and the guys from LA and move on which I think is the best thing to do you can't you can't, like, make somebody want to, you know, you can't make somebody love you. You can't make somebody want to be be there with you. You can't. They don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. So I think, um, you know, that's really it. Besides the, you know, besides the whole draft lottery conspiracies, I really don't want to get into that shit with the the, the conspiracies and this and that. Listen, if it was a conspiracy, the Knicks and the Lakers would have had the first fucking... The first two picks every year. So the two biggest teams, the biggest markets, and the Celtics. And the Bulls. You know, the Bulls dropped to seventh. The Bulls have a seventh overall pick. I mean, the, who who are they going to get? Some guy from fucking Yugoslavia that you're never going to hear from again. It's, it's ridiculous. They don't... Um, it's not... I don't want to hear the shit that it's rigged. And it's fixed. And it's made up. I mean you know it's there uh, now I say there's a lot of gray area cuz I don't know how many fucking balls they put in that thing and then they like spinning around I didn't watch it I, I was sleeping I'll go watch it again and see how they do it but the way I saw it is they were just like unveiling the names from an envelope i guess like on TV so i guess they do this shit beforehand you know they draft you know i don't know it's talking weird cuz you know how they have these teams have 14% and then 6% and then 8% you know, mathematically, how the hell you know Pelicans are six percent. So how the hell do they jump all those teams? They were projected to get like the I don't know, like seventh or eighth pick, maybe even worse. And they jump all those teams to get first. And then the Lakers, they they get fourth, when they had like a a two percent chance to even get the you know being the top three or whatever it was. And they you know they were projected to get like the twelfth pick or fourteenth. They jumped up to number four. So maybe that is a little conspiracy with the Lakers. I don't know. But, the, uh, you know, enough with the the whole, oh, this draft lottery has to go. You know, this is fucking stupid. No. The draft lottery stops tanking. And that's why you don't, you shouldn't get rewarded for losing on purpose. You know, the Knicks purposely tanked. The Suns uh, and Atlanta, you know, those teams... Purposely, I don't know if the Cavs purposely tanked. Maybe they did. They were just fucking awful. But maybe, you know, those teams purposely tanked. They purposely lost games to try and get a better pick. So, you know, a part of me is actually kind of happy that the Knicks didn't get uh, the first pick. Because they were just rewarding people for being a bunch of fucking losers. And it's not how sports is supposed to work. It's not how sports is supposed to work. I love the draft lottery. Keep it going. I want to see all these teams get mixed up and jumbled up. And so you could stop with the, you know, oh, we're sitting this guy because he's resting or we're doing this. Oh, we put that guy in. No, you're bullshitting. You're trying to lose the fucking game. And it didn't work out. And now you're pissed. Now, Now it's a conspiracy. But Tank is not a conspiracy. Trying to, you know, fix the draft to your liking isn't a conspiracy. But when you do that and you still don't get your liking, then it's a conspiracy. Okay, anyway, um, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Please don't don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Shout me out on Twitter at WymanPodcast1 or on Instagram at WymanPodcast. Um, you can find me on either one, usually anytime. Um, I'm always on them, always around. Um, send me any kind of questions, comments on my post, share the show. Throw a fucking like out here or there. Retweet. Whatever they do on Instagram. I don't know. It's like a repost or something on Instagram. They do. But, you know, just uh, keep on listening. I do appreciate it. And I will catch you guys real soon. Thanks.